Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and it is Monday, October the 25th, and I am here to represent DFS Coach Talk and discuss this really great nine-game main slate in the NBA. So we are excited to jump into this. We're going to set the stage for you, give you some lines and matchups, and uh, get some of those uh, lineups ready to smash the slate. Um, if you're new to DFS Coach Talk, we'd love to have you check us out, dfscoachtalk.com. All kinds of memberships there, as little as a three-day $10 uh, attempt, which you can do to jump in there and try us out, um, and all different kinds of, of uh, uh, memberships for you. So, uh, we'd love to have you. If you've been with us a lot, we appreciate you. You know the routine at the beginning. Please hit that quick thumbs up. If you haven't subscribed already, now's the time to do it. Give us a quick comment as well. Uh, that really helps us move up the algorithm on YouTube. And hit that little alarm bell in the top corner. That'll let you know when all of our podcast posts, which are all in front of the paywall in basketball, football, baseball, and golf. So we'd love to have you do that. If you listen to us audio-wise, Wherever podcasts can be heard, uh, we have a contest uh, once a month. So there's six days left in the contest. So this is the time to do it. Take a second, hit five stars, give a, a positive review, and we'll have a drawing at the end of each month for one free week of Coach Talk, all access. And again, if you join Coach Talk, you get all of our sports, nothing individual, buy-ups, anything else. You're part of the family. You're in. And you are with us, so please give us a try. All right, we're going right into it aggressively here. We've got nine games. We want to knock these suckers out. We've got some lines. We've got some information. Uh, and we're going to give you uh, as much of that right here. And then as the day goes on, uh, check us out. Jump in our Discord. We'll be following up on these lines. We'll be following up on the player news, any injuries, all of that information will get updated all the way up until lock. Uh, all right, here we go. First game, we've got two games at 7 p.m. First game is the Milwaukee Bucks at 2-1 and one at the Indiana Pacers at 1-2. and two. Uh, The line is Milwaukee minus 3, and it's a 228.5 over-under. So pretty, pretty healthy over-under. Injury-wise for Milwaukee, we have uh, Portis as doubtful. He has not played yet, so... Not sure if he's going to get in there. One report has him as questionable. Maybe he does get some minutes, um, but we'll see. Um, as far as Drew Holiday, it doesn't look like he's going to go. He's doubtful, so we'll, we're going to plan around that for now as him being out. And then DiVincenzo, Lopez, and Ojale remain out. For Indiana, Martin is a questionable tag. Lavert and TJ Warren remain out. All right, let's look at this a uh, little bit from pricing and uh, these lineups. Uh, again, a couple of things uh, to point out as far as strong plays here. I really like Chris Middleton. I want to start right out with him. Uh, I love when Drew Holiday sits, Chris Middleton, Middleton plays somewhat of a pseudo point guard position. Has the ball in his hands more, more opportunity to score, more opportunity for assists. Uh, just really love his spot at 7.2. Very fair price. Uh, I like this matchup. Always have to mention Giannis. He's always an option for the buy-up guy. 
He's 10-4 uh, again on DK, but you know, always certainly uh, a strong consideration. Uh, he he did not get it done for us last time out, but as you know, he he can you know throw up 80 on the board fantasy points. So uh, we'll see where that goes. As far as the the guys that I'd look at for value here, Grayson Allen at four six, Connington at four seven, and Nawara at four two. If you want to go GPP-ish, maybe a George Hill at 3.5. He gets those extra minutes when Holiday is out. After that, not going to go a lot deeper there. On the on the Indiana side, uh, what can you say about Chris Duarte? My goodness, just taking the big shots. He's been phenomenal. You know, rookie of the year potential guy here. Uh, and he's only 5.4. So definitely into consideration for me. Uh, again, when Holiday sits... Uh, it really hurts the Bucks' perimeter defense overall. Even though he'd probably guard Brogdon, which elevates Brogdon if Holiday's out, it it hurts all of the perimeter defense uh, for the Bucks uh, from a DRPM standpoint. So uh, Brogdon and Duarte are both in play for me, but Brogdon is a big buy up at seven point nine. He's been phenomenal though, and Duarte again value at five point four. Um, other than that, you've got Miles Turner, who had, you know, broke the slate two games ago. This last game, he really disappointed, broke hearts, not the slate. Uh, but, you know, I think he's playable here. I think at 5.5, he's cheap uh, for his potential. And, you know, with Brooke Lopez out, nobody in the middle of Milwaukee, really, uh, as far as a big presence, uh, other than, of course, the best maybe defender in the league in Giannis, but still, you don't have that big body in there uh, banging around. So Turner's playable. Uh, not on Sabonis today. Not going to recommend him. He's awesome. He's 9.9. Just I think he's going to get Giannis defense. And, you know, this matchup just doesn't really fit for me at that price. I'd rather go elsewhere. All right. Game two. Again, 7 o'clocker. It is the Boston Celtics at one and two at the Charlotte Hornets three and oh, how about the Hornets? Um, this right now, you've got Boston minus one. No over under has yet uh, been set. So we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, as far as injuries go, we've got uh, Romeo Langford as probable. And we have Jalen Brown, who missed uh, the game on Sunday, uh, is now probable to play as well. He's also, uh, you know, they didn't want to play him on a back-to-back. -back. I think he's going to play uh, in this game, which definitely makes it tougher with Brown and Tatum at their price. And then Terry Rozier is questionable for Charlotte. That's news that we need because it really affects the Charlotte team and their rotation. Um, but for now, let's take a look at this as far as, you know, the Boston side. If, if Brown plays at 7.9, you know, I don't know on a back-to-back, is he going to get massive minutes? Now, earlier in the year, they said he, when he was questionable and he played 38 minutes. So uh, it was an overtime game or double overtime or whatever. But the bottom line is, you know, if if uh, if you're comfortable with playing him and if Rogier sits, because Rogier's a scrappy defender, uh, then Jalen Brown elevates to me. So we, we need to get that news and firm that up. I uh, don't want to play Brown and Tatum, uh, Brown at 7-9 and Tatum at 8-7. Uh, you can choose really between the two of those, uh, you know, go one one or the other. 
uh, depending on really a lot on that Rozier news. Uh, other than that, you know, Horford at 5.9 has been terrific. I can't believe that Horford's playing at this level again. It's amazing because look like his career is pretty much washed up, but he's been consistent. Robert Williams at 6.1, you know, a possible uh, play uh, at the big, but, you know, uh, not the, the greatest matchup here, but I think he could have a good game. Uh, it's just a matter of minutes. They protect his minutes at times, uh, but I think both bigs are, are really in play uh, and in consideration, especially in GPPs. On the Charlotte side, LaMelo Ball has been a star. 7.8 is fair for him the way he's playing. My problem is he gets Marcus Smart defense, and I always shade from that a bit. Uh, you know, Ball certainly can be considered here, but I probably won't go there at that pay-up price. Uh, you know, so we'll take a look at that. Rogier at 6-3, you know, if he does play, uh, you know, it hurts the rest of the guys because from the usage he'll grab back. Uh, if he doesn't play, it'll probably be Kelly Oubre again in the starting lineup, which he becomes a consideration at 5-7. He started at the 2 on Sunday. So a uh, very interesting lineup, uh, but th it's working for them. Uh, Borrego's a good coach, like what he's doing there. As far as the other two guys, you know, I want to mention here, Gordon Hayward at 6.9. I know that's a little pricey, but he's consistent. He's still their key go-to guy. Uh, he really is. Ball is going to make everything work, and he can be phenomenal. But Hayward is going to get the big shot, you know, down the stretch and have the ball in his hands. The guy that broke the slate on Sunday was Miles Bridges. Uh, he was absolutely incredible. But here's the problem. He's 7.1. So I don't know if I can go, you know, north of, of uh, 7K for Miles Bridges. I think it's risky, uh, and I'm probably not going to go there, although I really respect his game. I've been a Miles Bridges uh, fan from when he was drafted, and uh, I'm glad he's getting an opportunity to really be one of the cornerstones of that franchise. All right. We've got a couple of 7.30 games, uh, three of them, four, four of them, I'm sorry, four games at 7.30 uh, Eastern, and it's Detroit Pistons at 0-2 at the Atlanta Hawks, 1-1. One one. Uh, we have right now Atlanta, a big 10.5 point favorite, over under only 213.5, so that's a big issue right there. That is a concern. Uh not crazy about this game right off the bat, I'll tell you. But as far as um, anybody, Kate, of, of interest here of injuries, Kate Cunningham remains out for Detroit, so we haven't seen the first pick overall's performance yet. Um, Danilo Gallinari is questionable. Uh, he definitely takes some usage and shots away if he does play. He hasn't played yet, so we need to uh, you know, really find that news out. And Okongwu, the second-year center, remains out. So let's talk about these lineups a little bit. And if anybody is playable in a game of this nature with this low of a spread, um, you know, Sadiq Bay at six point six and is is okay, but a little overpriced. Jeremy Grant at six point three is really a, a really solid price, and I think he'd be the guy I'd consider uh, the most. Uh, Isaiah Stewart, not going to go that direction at 5-6 against Capella defense. Uh, not crazy about the Detroit side. They're not a good team. 
and just not scoring a ton. But granted, 6.3 is, is a value. Um, on the Atlanta side, you've got Trey Young at 9.3. Certainly a, a good potential buy-up. Uh, you know, he should go off here. The question is, it is a double-digit favoritism. Is it going to stay close enough for him to get those extended minutes? That is a concern uh, to go up to, to a 9.3 for Trey, but certainly capable. Um, you've got uh, the problem now of two guys I like, but I'm not going to go there because it's now becoming somewhat of a split, and that's DeAndre Hunter at 4.5 and Cam Reddish at 4.7. Uh, they're both solid. I can't believe Hunter's uh, lower than Reddish now, but Reddish is showing that he can really uh, score the basketball, but not not really thrilled about the splits there on the minutes. John Collins at 6'4", a little high. Clint Capella, you know, at 6'8", is, is decent uh, priced, but, you know, just really don't uh, think that it's necessary to go to that number. So uh, very possible a pass game for me, unless I'm able to put uh, Jeremy Grant in there. Uh, I don't think I'm going to buy up for the other bigger price guys. I think this, this game reeks of sort of a crappy game, lower scoring and a possible blowout. So no reason to risk it on a nine game slate specifically when, you know, I'm building generally for cash and hybrid lineups. All right. Next game at seven 30. Uh, we've got, uh, Orlando and Miami, uh, Magic are one and two. Miami's one and one. We've got uh, injuries galore for Orlando still. Uh, Gary uh, Harris is questionable. Michael Carter Williams, Fultz, Jonathan Isaac, Moore, Nokiki, all out. So half their team is out. Um, Kyle Lowry is questionable. Very important to know for Miami. And then Victor Oladipo, we know, remains out. Um, the game Cole Anthony had for Orlando on Sunday was unbelievable. Uh, I was lucky enough to have him rostered. Really uh, couldn't believe the, the terrific game that he had. Can he have that back-to-back -back and against the Heat in Miami? I'm not going to go there, although, you know, I loved him on Sunday. I, I just can't quite go there on Monday. And he's up to 6.2K. Uh, Suggs was a huge disappointment at 51 uh, Franz Wagner shows some, some uh, you know, uh, possibilities here, but he gets this rough Butler, Tucker, you know, defense. So not going to go there either. The interior, interior with Wendell Carter and Mo Bamba, you know, is always interesting at 5.8 and 6.1. Just not feeling it, though. I think Orlando's going to be uh, a little overmatched here. Miami team's a little irritated. I think they're going to come out and play tough. Um, it, it would be nice to know about Lowry. If Lowry doesn't play, I'm going to go back to the well again on Tyler Hero. This dude is playing out of his marbles. You know, he comes off the bench, but he plays a massive amount of minutes. He is 6.4, but I just, I really like him. He's a dog and he is in a groove and, you know, I'm going to stay on him until uh, I feel like he's, he's, you know, out of that zone that he's in right now. Um, you can go cheap with Gabe Vincent in 3.1. He's going to get minutes if, if uh, Lowry doesn't play. If Lowry plays, then Vincent is 100% fade, and it does take a chunk away from Hero. Um, after that, you know, you've got scoring dependence somewhat. Duncan Robinson at 5K. 8.8 uh, for Jimmy Butler. He really hasn't had 
a massive Jimmy Butler game, really, where he's been slate breaker kind of material that is a bit expensive. Uh, you know, so I'm not not sure that that's the the best spot to go either. Uh, and Bam Adebayo at 8.1 has been terrific, but he does get the double bigs in there with Carter and Bomba to go against him. And, uh, you know, Bomba can block some shots. I do like Bam. He's athletic. Uh, but, you know, this is not my favorite game on the slate either. I think that, you know, there is potential there with a blowout, Miami being a 14-point favorite. Um, and I think Vegas is going to see it that way as well. We don't have an over-under on this game, but uh, yeah, definitely not my favorite on the slate. All right, we go to the third 7:30 game. It's the Washington Wizards at two and zero, the undefeated Wizards against the Brooklyn Nets at one and two. As far as injuries, we have Beal as probable, uh, and then Bryant, Gill, Hashimura, and Winston remain out. And, of course, we know the Kyrie Irving saga with the Nets. Nets doing a lot of complaining today on uh, the referees and no calls. A lot of moaning. They're mad. They're going to come out ticked off. I think this is a game that you got to really, you know, stay aware of here. I think they're going to come out mad. They're going to come out ready to play. They're an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. The over-under is going to be big. Uh that has not been set yet, but I like this game. This is one of the two key games on the slate for me. Um, I think you're going to see Brooklyn step up. Um, Harden didn't get to where he you know, uh, would normally get with his number. I think he could be a monster. And then his counterpart on the other side, Spencer Dinwiddie. Here's a guy that was with the Nets, a uh, key player, and you know had the injury and then they just basically let him go uh, along his way. So he's going to have a chip on his shoulder in front of the Brooklyn fans. Uh, I know he was a fan favorite there for a while before they brought in all the studs. So at 7K, Dinwiddie is in play for me and Harden at 9.5. I'd love to have that duo go back and forth and, and really smash the slate uh, between them. A couple other guys worth mentioning. You know, Kuzma is all the way up to 6.7. But, man, has he played great since uh, the season started and even in preseason. He He's really uh, showing that he's got some all-around game. He's hitting the boards like nobody's business as well. So, you know, really exciting to see uh, what the possibilities are there. Um, but at that 6.7, that's going to be a hard, a hard uh, thing to bite off. Um, and the Nets, you know, do you want to spend the 10.2? For KD, that's tough. That's a tough number, um, but he's phenomenal. I mean, certainly can be a, a slate leader here, <clears throat> but I know, you know, and like I say, I think the Nets come out and play hard. Uh, you know, you can only buy up for so many guys. Durant certainly, you know, is the potential to be one of those guys. And if you have Harden and Durant and somehow the Wizards keep this close enough, that, that could be powerful, but I'm leaning more right now to the Harden-Dinwiddie uh, pairing. Uh, after that, you know, there's some value with some of the guys with the Nets, but in a nine-game slate, I really don't think you have to go there, and I and you got to be particular. You know, you can't – that's the tough part. It's, you know, NBA, when you're playing uh, cash hybrid, and even the GPPs, they're tough, man. You can't 
have guys, even one guy, just lay a huge egg and take a, a 12 or a 14. So you got to avoid those pitfalls uh, if you really want to cash and, and get it done. It's, you know, it's a competitive game, that's for sure. All right. We go to the last, uh, we've got two more 730 games, I believe, here. Let's see. Who do we have next? We have um, the Chicago Bulls and the Toronto Raptors. Chicago's 3-0, looking good with their new foursome of Ball, Levine, DeRozan, and Vukovic against the 1-2 Toronto Raptors. Uh, as far as the line in this game, it looks like we've got uh, Chicago minus three, only 212. So that's not a good thing. Uh, that's something we need to be concerned about uh, and, and raise some red flags there. Um, Kobe White out for the Bulls, Siakam and Watanabe out for Toronto. Um, so let's look at this game as far as breaking it down a bit here. And we've got a uh, couple of interesting matchups here. And, you know, it's the, the key is going to be determining who is going to guard whom in this game uh, because the matchups are going to make a big difference. And I think that that, that we'll see, uh, you know, how that's going to unfold. But Ball at 7-1, Levine at 8-4, DeRozan at 7-3, and Vukovic at 9. Here's my issue with that. Uh, they do outmatch Toronto. I think that they're playing great. Any one of those four can really go 7-8-9-X. It's very possible. But which one and what are the matchups that are going to be conducive? And are they going to share it too much? I mean, you know, we've been complaining in the past when we have teams with three studs, where do you go? But now it's four. I mean, I consider Lonzo as part of that group with his potential. And I just, you know, I, I have a hard time committing to any of those guys in these matchups. Now, you know, you've got Scotty Barnes, who's a rookie, but he's a dog defensively. I think he'll probably check DeRozan. Van Vliet's not a great defender, but he's, he's you know, going to keep ball in front of him. And, you know, that creates some issues. Then you've got Ananobi, who I think will probably guard Levine. And he's the best defender on that team by a mile. You know, that leaves the interior of Vukovic. And even though he's the most expensive of all four of them at 9K, I think going against a combination of Precious Achua uh, and uh, a little bit of, of the big man Boucher and then Kem Birch, I think that's where they could be most effective. So, uh, you know, it's, it's unusual. But of the four, I think he matches up best against the Raptors. And Vuk would be the strongest play for me on that side of the ball. As far as Toronto goes, you know, you have Van Vliet at 7.6. Uh, always capable. Hard to pay up that high. But, you know, in this kind of matchup, if it stays close enough, the potential's there. It's just the over-under so low, that is a concern. Scotty Barnes has floated up to 5.9. That makes him a little off the board for me. I think the best guy that, that's played the best for them is OG Ananobi, and he's still reasonable at 6.3. I think you can go there. Uh, he would be the guy on that side of the ball that I'd look at. After that, it's just too much sharing. Boucher, Dragic, Birch, Luke's playing. You know, they're all getting minutes and uh, creates, you know, just a little bit of uneasiness with who 
who to go for. So uh, again, on those both sides of the ball, maybe Vukovic and Anobi as the top two plays there. But again, it's it's all about the salary like like normal. All right, we have three games left real quickly here uh, before we get into the 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, and then we have a 10.30 late night sweat game an hour and a half later than the rest. Real quickly, we'd love to have you. DFSCoachTalk.com. Check us out there. Great memberships, three-day for $10, five-day for $19, all kinds of options there. Um, you're going to get everything we've got as a member. Uh, we have a great relationship partnering with Pro Football Focus, all kinds of NFL stats uh, from our, our man, John Wehausen. He's our analytics director, and he's constantly you know putting the numbers up there for NFL, breaking it down for us. Uh, so we're getting the most optimal lineups. We're looking at all the leverage and everything that, that comes into play with that. We do that for all of our sports. And again, you're going to get a coach's clipboard, which is a, a, on DraftKings, 20 to 30 minutes before every slate that's going to have a core group and then a bunch of other players that you can choose from to fill out that lineup. So we stay within the DraftKings guidelines, but give you as much possible information as we can. We do give you full lineups on FanDuel and Yahoo, both cash and GPP. So all of that is posted in our discord about 30 minutes before lock. So jump in. If you join uh, today, you know, Monday, great day to start the week off. Uh, you know, if you get the week pass or whatever, uh, you can check out all of our sports throughout the entire week. So we'd love to have you. If you want to check us out on FanDuel, uh, I'm sorry, on Twitter. Yeah, FanDuel too. Uh, Twitter, it's, I'm at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. We're all at DFS Coach Talk. You can shoot questions there. You can uh, you know, let us know if you want to sign up from there. We'll get you in our Discord and get you going. So shoot us a message uh, there for sure. Uh, again, if you're watching this on YouTube, a quick thumbs up. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the alert button in the corner so you know, at the top corner, so you know when our podcast posts. We're posting podcasts seven days a week. We've got basketball, football, baseball, and golf, all kinds of pods going up. Crash Davis uh, is going to be... Uh, breaking down the uh, World Series that starts on Tuesday. So that's going to be exciting. And all of our other sports going as well. Uh, if you're listening to us audio-wise, take a second again, uh, hit the five stars, give us a comment. We'd really appreciate that. All right, we're going to dive into this. Last three, 8 o'clock, Pelicans, Timberwolves. Pelicans 0-3 and not looking good at all. Timberwolves 2-0 looking really good. One of my favorite teams to root for this year. I love the T-Wolves, love the energy they bring, love the way they finished last season. For those that listened to us through last year, I was raving about Minnesota and their coach and the job they did in the second half of the season. They were focused and preparing for this season, and they have come out of the shoot, and they're, they're for real. I think they're going to really be tough in this game. They're only a five-and-a-half-point favorite right now in Vegas. I would jump on the T-Wolves side right here. It's 222 and a half right now, the over-under. And as far as injuries, uh, Josh Hart is questionable, and we know Zion remains out. No injuries reported for the T-Wolves. And then as far as the pricing goes here, uh, you've got 
decent prices for both guards. D'Angelo Russell at 7.3 and Anthony Edwards at 7.5. Do they still each other's thunder a little bit? They do. They do take some shots from each other. Uh, and, you know, it's turning into Minnesota now being one of those teams with the three studs. Who do you play with D'Angelo Russell, Anthony Edwards, and Carl Anthony Towns? They all can do a tremendous job and they all get it done. Now, I still favor Edwards a bit over Russell. Russell, uh, you know, he, he doesn't play the uh, massive amount of minutes. Now, that's increasing, but I give a slight edge there to Edwards. And Cat's always a strong play. I think he's on this slate a terrific play at 9.7. And he's he's really my my center of choice at this moment, especially with, with uh, the Joker being that uh, big 11K number. So Cat, um, definitely a strong consideration for me. On the Pelican side, you know, you don't have the greatest pricing up and down. Yes, Brandon Ingram has been terrific for them. He's their best player. He's really a, somewhat of a one-man show at times, but he's a, an expensive 8.3. Um, if they're going to stay in this game and Vegas is right, it's going to be closer then, you know, uh, Ingram has to be considered. Uh, no question about it, because he's going to get the uses. He's going to get the shots. Um, after that, you know, you've got th this crazy uh, Herb Jones, who's somewhat come out of nowhere playing big minutes and getting starts for the Pelicans. He's only 3.3K, so probably a good punt play, or if you really need value and you want to go total stars and scrubs, he is getting decent minutes. Um, but after that, you know, Devontae Graham at 5.4, Nikhil Alexander-Walker at 6.7, you can consider. Um, also, Joe Val, but, you know, my concern with Joe Val is foul trouble, especially trying to guard Cat. He's 7.9, which is not cheap, but Cat's not a good defender, so uh, there certainly can be at least a consideration there. All right, two games left. We've got a 9 o'clock Eastern game. And it's the Cleveland Cavaliers one and two, Denver Nuggets two and zero, oh. and we've got injuries. Dylan Windler for uh, the Cavs is uh, likely to play. The big news will be uh, Darius Garland. He is questionable. Whether he plays or not definitely makes a difference, especially on the shot attempts from Sexton and even Markinen. So uh, we need to keep an eye on that news. And we know Jamal Murray remains out for the Denver Nuggets. All right, let's uh, let's look at the, is there a line for this game yet? Uh, yes, Denver's a 10.5 point favorite, uh, which is understandable um, and definitely have the potential, you know, to hammer Cleveland here. So that becomes a, a concern. And like I mentioned before, with that in play and the fact that the Joker is 11K, you know, I, I never say fade the MVP, fade the guy that is, you know, just crushing it. But, you know, at 11K, that's rough, man. You've you've got to get, you know, big, big numbers from him, uh, which is possible. But they do have the double bigs inside with Mobley and Allen. So, you know, we'll see if they can contain him. I'm not going to go there at that big number. I'd prefer Cat at a 1.3 savings on top of it. Um so that's just the way I look at it. As far as the other Denver guys, Will Barton's still very fair at 5.7. Michael Porter Jr. is all the way down to 6K. 
And, you know, he has yet to really have the, the blowout game that, that he could have. So those guys, you know, I think are very well uh, to be considered here. Uh, Ricky Rubio, you know, will fill in if Garland can't play. He's played well, but I'm not paying 6K for him maybe seven years ago, but not now. Uh, Sexton, again, at 6.7 can be considered, especially if Garland sits. Uh, value play that's decent is, is Evan Mobley, Mobley at 5.5. Uh, I'm sorry, Laurie Markinen at 5.5. He's getting shots up, uh, really you know, getting more minutes than expected. Uh, you can look at him. Uh, Okoro, 4.1 is dirt cheap for a guy that gets big minutes as well. Those are the, the, the guys that I'd look at. I'm not going to go to the bigs here. I don't believe, you know, 7.2 for Mobley is a little high. Jared Allen at 6.4 is very fair. I mean, that that is a fair price for him. And, you know, but the question is, you just don't know. He has some up and down games, but certainly, you know, within reason, with, without question. Um, so that that is it. So let's go for the last game here again. It's a late night sweat game, 10.30 p.m. Uh, it is Portland and the Clippers. And uh, as of right now, we've got the Clippers favored by three. And this is the other big game of the night that I like. I'm, everybody is. It's not going to be a secret. Over under starting outs, 234 and a half. And it makes perfect sense. Um, you've got Norman Powell out which, you know, again, that elevates Lillard and McCollum. They're going to be highly owned. Um, and then for the Clippers side, Abaka uh, and obviously Kawhi remain out. So, you know, this this game is could be a, a real decider in, in the whole scheme of things. And again, it's that late night game. So it'll be fun to also play it as a showdown slate uh, at the end of the night. Uh, but... Let's talk a little bit about some pricing here and what makes sense. You know, Dame is 9.3. I think that's fair. I, I don't have a problem with 9.3 for him. Uh, I, you know, he's one of my favorite buy-up plays at guard on the slate. Um, if you want to go a little cheaper and he outscored in the last game, CJ McCollum, as we all know, is very capable at 7.5. Um, you know, the backcourt of the Clippers, Jackson and Bledsoe are not world beaters defensively. Uh, so, you know, the question is, will George switch on to Lillard or McCollum? It's possible, especially with Powell being out. Um, but, you know, we'll see how those matchups go. We'll look at Coach Beak and, and some of the beat writers to find out during the day if we're getting any tips on who's, who's going to guard who here. Um, after that, Nurkic at 7K, fair price. Uh, probably not going to go there in this one. I prefer just really focusing on that backcourt. After that, there's not a ton of value. You know, you're going to get some play, uh, you know, from, from their bench that contribute with Nance and Zeller and Simmons and Nazir Little and et cetera. So, yeah, you know, I just uh, don't think you need to go that deep there. Just that backcourt is, is really what makes it roll. As far as the Clipper side of the ball, you know, Paul George at 10.1 is a big number. Um, you know, he's going to get some tough D from maybe Covington and a few of the guys that will focus in on him. But, uh, you know, I don't know. Clipper, he's carrying him, and he's MVP kind of candidate because, you know, without Kawhi, he is the single man. But 10.1 
still a little bit too high for me. I'd prefer possibly to look at Reggie Jackson here. I've, I've been chasing Jackson a little bit. He hasn't quite gotten it done yet. And 6.5 is not cheap. I know it. But, you know, that Lillard McCollum defense is, is pretty poor. And Simon's even off the bench. Not, not great defenders. So I really do think Reggie is poised for a good game. And a, in a faster-paced game, you know, like this with a high over-under, that pull-up three-point shot that he has off the dribble is pretty darn solid. Uh, and he can create some of his own shots without question. So uh, leaning a little towards Reggie as the pay-up guy. If you're looking for value, you know, the guy that it's usually a mainstay for me is Marcus Morris. He's he's sub 5K, so he's, you know, at 4.9, he's, he's cheap uh, on the other sites as well. And, you know, considering I think Covington's going to get some of the George responsibility, um, you know, I think that may open it up a bit for Marcus Morris as a value play. That is it, my friends. Nine games up, nine games down. We are ready to go into this awesome Monday slate and uh, crush it for our members. Uh, again, really appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, give us that thumbs up. Give us a like. Put a comment, too. Love the comments. Always answer them. Questions, anything you have. Uh, and for members that are listening, you know, we're I'm uh, really busy doing one-on-ones. I, I have one-on-one strategy sessions with our members. So uh, if uh, you're looking to do that and you haven't scheduled one yet, DM me in our Discord and we'll get you on that schedule and uh, do a little bit of contest selection, bankroll management, and strategic build strategy. So we want you to win not just today, but tomorrow and for the long run. And that's what we're all about here at Coach Talk. So thank you so much for spending this time with me. I hope uh, it really helps you in your Monday builds. And we'll be back again tomorrow. I'll be back tomorrow uh, with Andrew Hansen in the seat. So we'll be breaking down the games uh, for the Tuesday slate. So thank you again. And uh, we'll look to catch you again tomorrow when we look to crush it in DFS. <laughs>